Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Are you caring for an aging parent? Are you searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live, a program dedicated to you, providing information, education, and resources helping you become the best caregiver you can be. I'm your host, Steve Keeker. Hello and welcome to Senior Care Live. I'm Steve Keeker, President of Senior Care Consulting. Thanks so much for tuning in today. You are appreciated. Senior Care Live is the nation's premier radio program where we provide information, education, and resources for seniors and their caregivers. This is a safe place to get accurate and reliable information you can absolutely count on. And each and every week, we discuss a lot of subjects, such as how to remain independent at home, how to find the right senior care community, how to pay for senior care. We review legal issues that would involve estate planning or elder law and how to care for the caregiver. We're actually going to touch on that today for sure. So if you have a question, you can always reach us on our toll-free number at any time. That's 1-800-331-6445. 1-800-331-6445. You can also visit online at Senior Care Live, L-I-V-E, Senior Care Live. Dot com. And speaking of caring for the caregiver, that's what we're going to talk about with our first guest today, Mr. David Wiley. He's the president and CEO of Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. And David, thanks for uh, being back on the show today. Thanks, Steve. Looking forward to it and glad to be here. All right. So David is the leading provider of end of life care in our community. Kansas City Hospice focuses a lot of time and attention on ensuring quality of care for patients in need of palliative or hospice care. But what many people may not realize is what an important part of the team the family caregivers are. Can you tell us more about that? Sure, Steve. Um, as we get started today, I wanted to share a few numbers. Um, according to a, a Gallup-Maris poll called Generation to Generation, mm-hmm. uh, gauging the golden years, more than 9 out of 10 seniors prefer to receive hospice care in the comfort of their own homes. Alternatives to this would be uh, in a hospital-based setting or some kind of institutional setting. Of course, this isn't too surprising when you think about actually what this means. Nearly all of us at any age um, are so much more comfortable in familiar surroundings of our own homes and with people we love by our side. This can, of course, uh, be even more meaningful for those that are facing the need for palliative or hospice care as it's uh, much more focused on comfort and symptom management um, than other types of health care. But, of course, as you know, our homes don't come with a 24-7 team of professionals or uh, caregivers, built-in resources to help us with uh the special needs of a a seriously ill person. Right now, in the United States, there are an estimated 65 million family caregivers Mm. who often aren't really given enough credit for the sacrifices that they make in their own lives to ensure the needs of their loved ones are met, and nor do they receive enough assistance to help them balance the load. 
65 million family caregivers. Wow, that's a lot of caregivers, David. It's incredible, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> of course, you know, not all of those uh, caregivers are caring for loved ones with a life-limiting illness. Some are caring for family members with other special needs, which could include things like physical, behavioral, or developmental disabilities. However, regardless of who they are caring for, caregivers as a community often face the same stressors and challenges including physical and emotional exhaustion, financial strain, family conflict, and social withdrawal. The interesting thing about caregiving for a family member in hospice is that our holistic model, which centers um, the the caregiving team around the patient and their family. So the family caregiver is just as critical to the success of the caregiving teams as our wonderful nurses and our incredible social workers and chaplains Mm -hmm. and, and of course, our volunteers. Mm -hmm. Um, their critical role to the team also means that they have immediate access to resources and support for their loved one, but also for themselves. It's important to understand that home hospice, it doesn't provide round-the-clock care in the home, but we do actively work with the family caregiver or caregivers um, to meet their loved one's needs and also to understand and address their own needs. So that makes sense. We really have a dual role here. So the family caregiver is considered a member of the hospice team. And, uh, and then the other part of that role, they're, they're both a caregiver uh, to the patient, but they're also provided support from the team that they're actually a part of. Absolutely. Exactly. So when a patient, for example, is admitted to Kansas City Hospice, they're asked to identify their primary caregiver. If they are living at home, their primary caregiver is responsible for Providing their daily care, assistance with, you know, assistance with assistance from the, the, hosp- the hospice team. <clears throat> if they're living in another care setting, such as a skilled nursing facility, for example, the primary caregiver is regularly consulted regarding their care. And then a lot of that day to day care is providing by the nursing staff. But we stay in close contact uh, with the, the long term care facility, of course. Mm-hmm. The role of the caregiver is very important, but it's also, it's demanding um, physically, emotionally, financially, and particularly for a caregiver who has taken on a role in a home care setting, it can be, you know, difficult. So this might be the first time that a caregiver has acted in in such a a capacity. It can um, often be an an adjustment for them as well as for the patient. And sometimes the role requires a shift in the family dynamic um, in which a child is now taking care of, you know, a, a caretaking role for a parent, and that can be stressful um, both for the child and for the parent. So the family caregiver may not understand exactly what's happening physically, emotionally, or even with practical matter, matters of medication delivery or equipment. So it's very helpful for them to have a professional team behind them to help them through all those details. Uh, many people don't realize that hospice care is absolutely about providing comfort and compassionate care to the patient. But it doesn't stop there. It's also about ensuring that their caregivers and other close family members, um, they have the support that they need to do the best they can for their loved ones. And then, of course, even after the death of their loved one, that care does continue um, from the hospice, uh, our hospice organization. It continues on for the family to help them cope with their loss and to find healthy ways to grieve and to remember. Reach out to Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care at 816-363-2600, 816-363-2600, or online at kchospice.com.
dot org. So, uh, David, this is really important information for many listeners as they cope with the demands of caring for a loved one. And like you said, 90% of people would prefer to have that service in their own home. Absolutely. Uh, and, and I would raise my hand on that one as well. Mm-hmm. So earlier you talked about some of the challenges that caregivers experience, and that would include physical and emotional exhaustion. Uh, amen to that. I, I can account to all of these actually firsthand. <laughs> yeah. uh, financial strain and family conflict and social withdrawal. Could you expand on some more of those? Sure. First, you know, it's important to understand that these challenges are completely normal. So care, caregiving, um, it's difficult, period. So as a caregiver of someone experiencing a serious or life-limiting illness in particular, you're working to meet the physical and emotional needs of your, your loved one while you're also coping with your own feelings about the increased um frailty and potential loss of someone that you love so very much. So it's important to recognize the emotional toll that can um, take on even the strongest person. And in addition to that, you're often the one who's cooking the food, feeding your loved one, washing the laundry, perhaps changing them, bathing them, and meeting all of those physical needs for them throughout the day. And then also getting up multiple times at night to help them or sleeping very lightly because you're, you know, always listening for their, their, their call. So over time, caregiver stress can lead to burnout, a condition, uh, marked by, you know, becoming more irritable, fatigue, problems with sleep, weight gains, feelings of helplessness or hopelessness, and even, you know, so- social isolation. So this not only makes it difficult to continue to devote yourself to your loved one, but it can cause even more stress as you might begin to question your own ability or feel guilty that you can't do more or be more. So in a sense, you can start to get in your own way. Um, So I think it's important to remember this is normal and that there are some very practical things you can do to care for yourself as a caregiver and to open a path for others to help you and support you so that you can continue to give of yourself and give to your loved one. This is excellent information, just great information, David. So before we go to break, can you share some of the signals that a caregiver should watch out for? So, for example, you know, how will they know when the stress starts to begin? Just It just begins to be just too much. Sure. It's an important question. So chronic stress can trigger a release of stress hormones in the body, which can lead to exhaustion, irritability, a weakened immune system, digestive stress, headaches, pains, you know, even even weight gain. So my first recommendation is always to speak to your physician. If you're experiencing any type of physical distress or if the emotional exhaustion begins, you know, begins to feel like too much, that's important to seek out your physician. Obviously, um, these are the last things that a caregiver wants to be dealing with when they have so much else on their plate. But the good news is, is that there are some practical and purposeful activities that can help and nearly anyone can do them. So the most important thing to remember is that, you know, it's kind of funny, but remember that airline attendant is absolutely right when they tell you to put on your own oxygen mask before you attempt to help those around you because self-care is so critical. That's right. And you can't help those near you until you put your own mask on. Right. And then you are, so you've taken care of yourself and now you're able to care for others. Excellent, excellent information. Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care at 816-363-2600. Now, we're going to continue the uh, the conversation after the break, but first, the Senior Care Live Question of the Week. 
Feelings of stress or inadequacy are clear indications that family caregiving is not for you. Is that statement true or false? We'll have the answer right after the break. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the services offered on this program and how we can help you and your family, be sure to call us on our toll-free number at any time. That's 1-800-331-6445. Operators are always standing by. So we, we have real people answering the phones here. You won't get a voicemail. So uh, uh, 800-331-6445. Don't forget, you can stream the program to any electronic device. Just go to SeniorCareLive.com and click on the uh, the big microphone on the homepage of the Listen Live button. Give it a few seconds to connect, and you are in. It'll start streaming to your phone, your tablet, your computer, whatever you have. And it really is that simple. All right, back to the Senior Care Live question of the week. Feelings of stress or inadequacy are clear indications that family caregiving is not for you. Is that statement true or false? And the answer is false. That answer is, uh, that statement is false. And in fact, feeling like you aren't up to the challenge is a clear signal that you not only understand the commitment you're making to your loved one, but that you are an exceptional caregiver. And, and David, you know, we were talking about mm-hmm. that off mic, but if you're not kind of freaked out about the whole thing and you're not feeling the stress, then you don't see it. And, and so, so it's normal and yeah. it's okay to feel the stress and feel inadequate. Uh, you know, my mom still says, I just don't know if I did a good job with my dad. It's hard 20 years ago. Wow. And, uh, and, and so, uh, even, so, I mean, that's, this, this is just normal. And she did a great job, by I'm the way. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> she, she did so much better than anyone else could have done. That's so great. Uh, and so, but, but that, but that's just, that's just normal and just, it is. It's just part of it. I would say if you don't see that, you should not be the caregiver because you're just, you're not getting it. And, and that's okay. Not mm-hmm. everyone's cut out to be a caregiver. Absolutely. Potentially. Yes. All right, so I'm here today with uh, Mr. David Wiley. He's the president and CEO of Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. You can reach out to Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care at 816-363-2600. You can also check out online a fantastic website, kchospice.org. So, David, just before the break, you had mentioned how critical it is for caregivers to learn to care for themselves uh, so that they can not only be better caregivers, that's really important, uh, but they can uh, they can you know, head off some serious issues of their own, you know, related to their own physical and emotional responses to chronic stress. So mm-hmm. what are some tips that you can offer or share with caregivers out there? We have a lot of caregivers listening today. No, that's a great question, Steve. And, and once again, I want to emphasize what I said before, which is the importance of reaching out to your physician if you're experiencing chronic stress. In fact, my first tip is really to surround yourself with support. As a family caregiver, um, it's often very easy to isolate yourself socially from others and difficult to make time to reach out to your own team of, of physical or mental health professionals because you're so busy attending to the needs of your loved ones. 
So if you've been putting off getting your own health exam or sitting down with a therapist to talk through your own emotions, make today the day that you reach out to set an appointment. If you've been screening calls from your friends, your faith leader, or other social support, make today the day you return some of those calls because, you know, let them be there for you so that you can be there for your loved one. Yes, that's just so important. Letting others be there for you can be really difficult for a lot of people, but it is just so, so important. You have to kind of let that guard down, and you have to let them in. They're there to help you. Absolutely. It's so important. You know, many of us, we'll, we're ready to be there all day long um, when somebody needs something, and but when, when it comes to asking for help for ourselves, you know, we typically freeze. So one of the greatest lessons we can learn is that it's okay to ask for and to accept a helping hand. Absolutely. And, and you know what? I would say I have to raise my hand on this one. For the men, this is even more difficult. Um, I, I think generally speaking, sure. uh, because, hey, oh, hey, I, I got it. I, I'm fine. I'm fine. When guess what? We're not. We're just not. So uh, what are some of the other ways that caregivers can care for themselves? I think one thing um, that's also difficult for many of us is to practice self-compassion. So just being kind to yourself is really the foundation for self-care. It means giving yourself credit for the tough, complex work of caregiving, stepping away from the self-critical, harsh inner voice and allowing yourself some time, even if it's just a few minutes a day that you steal away for yourself while your loved one's sleeping or maybe being attended by some, you know, cared by for somebody from someone else. But take care of yourself. You, you might feel guilty or selfish for paying attention to your own needs, but what you need to know is that, in fact, practicing self-care allows you as a caregiver to remain more balanced, more focused, and more effective, which in the long run is going to help everyone. That makes a lot of sense. So shifting the way you think about self-care from feeling selfish or maybe feeling guilty and shifting that to understanding how important it is not only to your own well-being but to your loved one's well-being. Exactly. Another important practice of self-care is to consider how you're physically caring for yourself. So, you know, you're, you're probably spending a lot of time and effort ensuring that your loved one's nutritional needs are being met. Um, but are you giving yourself the same consideration is an important question. Hmm. Are, you, are you eating regularly? Are you eating balanced meals? Are you avoiding foods that are linked to inflammation, um, such as alcohol and refined sugars? Are you getting in that 10-minute walk? Um, are you sleeping well? Because if not... Um, you know, you should try to consider some practical ways to ensure that, that these things are happening. It, it's probably not the time to start a new diet or, or you know, or a new ex- exercise program, but it could be time to reach out to that network that we talked about earlier and see if somebody mm-hmm. could even just stop by for just a few minutes every day so that you can have some more time to focus on yourself. So um, let's talk about just a, a practical way. So yep. um, first, just you can begin the process by making a list, defining the needs, and write down your precise concerns. So whether it's whatever, con- uh, transportation, food prep, household chores, running errands, maybe even pet care. And then think about how that can be delegated um, either to a service or, or what needs could be met by somebody else, like friends or volunteers. You can also include you know um, friends in this process. So, for example, if food prep is getting in the way, perhaps somebody could help oversee a schedule maybe for meal deliveries a few times a week. Um, But if you keep a list of how others can assist you so that when they ask that you're prepared to have an immediate, you know, answer or need with which they can help you, um, 
you know, anything like changing a light bulb or sweeping the sidewalk, making a bed. You know, these are simple, easy ways to take some of the load off of you and allow your friends and loved ones or community volunteers to help you out. So one, one final quick tip is if you're on social media, some families have found tremendous support by creating a private Facebook group. And this allows them to update everyone. That's a great idea. Yeah. And or, you know, ask for help and maintain some meal um, meal or volunteer schedules. And this can be, you know, a big time saver, and that allows you to maintain your connections. Um, but it's important to remember that most people, they really do want to help. They just, they just don't know how. All right. So, Dave, this is fantastic information. I appreciate you joining us here today, uh, and talking about the understanding, uh, understanding the importance of, of caring for the caregiver, taking care of yourself. We've got about 30 seconds left. Just wanted to touch on, uh, mustache month. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we just, uh, uh, Kansas City Hospice, we just, um, launched mustache month. So February, um, actually is mustache month at Kansas City Hospice. And we're raising funds throughout the month of February for children um, that are served by our Carousel Pediatric Hospice Program. Um, and um, it's important. We want people to know about it, uh, and we want to actually raise some funds. So the whole month is what we're really working on doing some awareness. So let us know if you want to participate. Okay, absolutely. Excellent, excellent. Mr. David Wiley, President and CEO of Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. We'll have more right after the break. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the services offered on this program and how we can help you and your family, be sure to call us on our toll-free number anytime. That's 1-800-331-6445. 1-800-331-6445. And don't forget, if you ever miss an episode of Senior Care Live, maybe you want to share the program with uh, family or friends, or maybe you just want to go back and hear it again, no worries at all. Just go to SeniorCareLive.com, click on the podcast tab, and that's where you'll find all of the previously aired episodes. Uh, Just choose the one that you want to listen to, click on the little play button again, give it a few seconds to connect, and it'll start streaming to any of your electronic devices. Lots and lots of people uh, keep up with the program via the podcast so feel free uh, to use that if uh, if you'd like all right just want to say uh, thanks again to mr david wiley he can you tell he sounds just really just sincere and compassionate uh, over the radio and just take that times uh, maybe a hundred when you meet him live and in person he is one of the most wonderful people i've ever met and he heads up a, a, just a fantastic organization, Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. They're, they are a wealth, a, a wealth of information, resources, and services. Uh, I refer all of my clients, uh, who, who could benefit from hospice or palliative services. Uh, I refer all of them to Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care at 816-363. 
816-363-2600. So that's 816-363-2600. They serve all of the counties in our listening area here, Kansas and Missouri. They have loving and caring staff uh, uh, throughout uh, the metro and beyond, and uh, and all you have to do is call up. And if you're if you're wondering if you qualify for services or if you may benefit from the services, just give them a call. Just give them a call. I referred them one of my clients uh, to uh, Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care this last week. They made a phone call and they said, "Yes, ma'am." And, and they, they set the wheels in motion and he's, uh, he's going to have uh, an assessment and evaluation. And I, I think he's going to, he's going to qualify and really, really benefit. And as we just talked about, these services, these, uh, particularly the hospice services that we had discussed, uh, benefit obviously the patient who, receiving the services, but it also benefits the family and the family hands on family and friend caregivers just as much. And, uh, you know, what if you're a caregiver and, uh, maybe you don't have, uh, that, that support around you? Maybe you're, you're someone not receiving care at hands, at, at from uh, Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. You might want to consider reaching out to your local area agency on aging, uh, or, uh, mark, M-A-R-C dot org on the, on the Missouri side. Uh, so, you know, in on Kansas Johnson County Area Agency on Aging, Wyandotte County Area Agency on Aging, et cetera. Uh, so if your, if your loved one has a specific disease, uh, there are a lot of other agencies and services, uh, with, again, with a, a wealth of knowledge and support that might be disease specific that could really, really help you out. They may have a list of providers that could help as well. Uh, and, and they may refer you to the American Cancer Society or the Parkinson's Foundation, the American Heart Association, uh, it, it goes on and on. But the most important thing to remember is that there are, you know, if, if you, the more people that you have involved on your team, the more that the team can take on that load and you have more of a balanced load. And, and again, this comes back to self-care, caring for the caregiver, which you know is was one of my hot buttons, uh, you got to take care of yourself so that you can take care of this person that you love so much. And then we just briefly touched on Mustache Month. That's the month of February, and uh, and this is just a really fun uh, uh, benefit uh, for a a, uh, a really serious issue. So uh, in a serious service, so Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. One of their programs is the Carousel pediatric hospice program and uh man if you can't get on board for raising some funds and helping out uh children children you know, pediatric hospice services that's about as tough as it gets uh, so let me say that, and, and we didn't get a chance to get to it this last segment but uh i've started the stash jp you're gonna you're gonna see my bare lip right grow it's going to be impressive it's going to be an awesome stash <laughs> and uh, uh david is also participating and i man i haven't grown a mustache in a long time and jp you, you know the the difference is a long time ago when i had a mustache it was your the, the color of your mustache dark <laughs> but now my mustache is coming in pretty gray and even maybe silvery white so uh, I guess I'm just getting old, but, uh, but I, I'm going to grow it nonetheless and, and try to raise some funds. I'll, uh, I'll put a link out if you would like to contribute, uh, to, uh, this really fun but important 
uh, uh, benefit and fundraiser for the Carousel Pediatric Hospice Program, which is a part of Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. I'll, I'll put a link on uh, at uh, SeniorCareLive.com if you'd like to uh, kick in some money and watch the progress of my fabulous stash. <laughs> So again, Kansas City Hospice, and if you would like to just just donate, learn more about Kansas City Hospice and palliative care, or if you'd like to inquire about their services, 816-363-2600, 816-363-2600, or online at kchospice.org. All right. As I've mentioned before, we are in the peak demand. Uh, uh, man, I'm seeing it everywhere uh, for uh, senior care communities. And uh, so I thought I would kind of back up. Uh, there are a lot of people right now who have this question, and this is the most frequently asked question that I have had uh, since 2002 when I started senior care consulting. When should you consider moving from your home to a senior care community. Okay, and and that, you know, that's a tough one. Sometimes it's pretty obvious. Yeah, okay, this happened, so we're going to need to move. Usually, though, generally speaking, it's not so obvious, and it may look pretty gray, pretty gray. So so you don't want to move too soon. You don't want to move too late. When, When do you get it right? When should you consider moving? from your home to an assisted living community, a long-term care community, uh, memory care, all of the above, and a continuing care retirement community. I'm going to answer that for you here. So I think these following things should at least trigger the conversation of when to consider moving from home to a senior care community. Number one, if there's a safety issue. And some of these safety issues, I'll give you some examples here. Some of them are are pretty obvious. Some of them are not obvious at all. So this is one that you may discover after the fact, and it may not be terribly obvious. But if your loved one is falling uh, victim to uh, elder financial abuse, uh, that that. That is a safety issue. That's a big, 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 huge deal. And, uh, and, and we've had district attorneys on the program before talking about how to spot it and how to report it and what you can do about it. We're not going to go into all that depth today. But if there is any sort of, of financial abuse, the, the one that, uh, just, just makes me, it makes me mad every time I tell the story. One of my, uh, one of my earliest clients, Way back in '03, uh, found out that her mom uh, wrote uh, an unscrupulous person a, a check for a thousand dollars to come back and and uh, repair her roof. And of, of course, he never came back with uh, a you know with a team of uh, uh, of workmen and, and 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 you know shingles and and uh, and all the other things that are required to repair the roof. And uh, he just skated with the thousand dollar check, convinced her that her roof needed uh, needed repair. And so, I mean, that that's an issue. Uh, leaving the stove top burners on, uh, that is uh, wow. I I've heard about that so many times. Maybe the most common thing I've heard of, yeah, leaving the stove top burner on. But it's also one of the easiest ones to correct. Uh, you can either uh, you know unplug the stove if it's electric, or maybe flip the breaker so it's just inoperable. Uh, for a gas stove, 
uh, stovetop and oven range, etc. Uh, you could turn off the gas. There's usually a gas shutoff valve going to that appliance. And so uh, you can deal with those sort of things pretty easily, but um, usually you find out it's a problem after there's been a problem, <laughs> right? So, so one of my clients, they put cameras in the, in their mother's house just to check in on her, uh, from time to time, see how she's doing, make sure she hasn't fallen, et cetera. And they watched her on the camera open a can of, uh, they said a can of chili and walk over to the bright red burner on her electric uh, stovetop. No pan there, and, and took the chili and just poured it on the red hot burner with, without a pan there. To, you're supposed to pour it in a pan, obviously. Uh, and and so and the thing started smoking and uh, and, and I didn't catch on fire, but they fortunately they they lived pretty pretty close, <laughs> pretty nearby, and they ran over there. No, 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 you can't do that. So uh, at that point, the stove was unplugged and uh, in, inoperable, and then they started bringing meals over. But but leaving the stovetop burner on is uh, is one of the most common uh, stories that I've ever heard of. And, uh, and, and there's some, you know, some others as well. But after the break, I'm going to answer the question, when do you consider moving from your home to a senior care community? Have lots of other tips and suggestions on what should trigger that conversation. I'll continue that right after the break. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the services offered on this program, and how we can help you and your family, be sure to reach out on our toll-free number. And, and look, you can call this at any time, 24 hours a day. You'll talk to a real person at 1-800-331-6445. 1-800-331-6445. Back to the uh, most commonly asked question. The, the most commonly asked question that I have personally had since 2002 when starting senior care consulting, when do you consider moving from home to a senior care community? So the following things should trigger that conversation. If there's a safety issue, when it's no longer safe to live at home, we talked about falling victim to elder financial abuse, leaving the stove top burners on super, uh, super dangerous situation there. Uh, another one is just, uh, this involves memory issues, wandering away and can't find your way back home. This is very common at some point during that decline with uh, many forms of dementia or, or of course, Alzheimer's where wandering begins to be a, a, a major, major issue. And if you wander off away from your home, like this last week when we were, you know, sub-zero temperatures, yeah, frostbite in 10 to 15 minutes, and uh, you could easily die from exposure in that type of uh, severe cold temperature. 
Uh, and then it's gone the other way. Uh, the people have unfortunately wandered away from their homes or maybe even from a senior care community when it was over a hundred and they have died from, uh, you know, heat exhaustion, heat related, um, health issues. So uh, it, it, this, this is a huge one. So wandering away from your home, can't find your way back home. That's, uh, that's when you hear about these silver alerts and you, you're hearing more and more of these things all the time. Uh, fortunately, recently, most of them are, are, are ending, uh, with a happy ending where they found the person and they've, they've been able to safely come home. And, uh, but that, that's, uh, if you have that issue, do not mess around with that one. That should definitely trigger it. The conversation, you have to do something. I mean, somebody has to be there with him 24 hours a day or you're going to have to move them somewhere where there's 24 hour care, oversight and supervision, period. You got to get on that one. Do not mess around with that one. Uh, not, this one's not as obvious. Not taking your medications on time or maybe not taking your medicine at all or maybe taking two days of medicine in one sitting. So medication, uh, you know, the older you get, and especially if you have a lot of these, you know, chronic health issues that are managed by medication, especially, you know, high blood pressure, and uh, there are all sorts of issues, but you got to take your medications on time. And if you're not doing that, that is a major safety concern that may not be just really, really apparent or obvious. And then, of course, injuries, uh, injuries at home, frequent falls, frequent hospitalizations. Uh, that one's pretty obvious. But uh, the number one thing that should trigger the conversation, considering moving from your home to a senior care community, is when it's no longer safe to live at home. Uh, number two, and I would call this a very, very close number two. I might even call it a 1A. And we just talked about this for the whole program. When the caregiver's health begins to decline, we're talking mental health, emotional health, spiritual health, physical health. And look, stress is a very, very powerful force. And David Wiley with Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care, uh, he had a lot of great suggestions. And, uh, and, and he used the same example that I use a lot when you're on the, on the on the airline, you're and and you have to put on your oxygen mask before helping others. Uh, I mean, that's a great analogy, and uh, and here's the really kind of the ugly side of that. Um, unfortunately, and David and I didn't talk about this, but I I'm sure he has seen this as well. Unfortunately, I've seen a lot of caregivers pass away from putting their needs last, and just being crushed under the stress and not getting enough help or resources and, uh, uh, and, and putting off their doctor's appointments and, and all, and not eating properly, not sleeping properly. I mean, it, and all this stuff starts to snowball, uh, it down, downhill, the wrong direction starts to spiral out of control. And I've seen people pass away. They die before the person they're caring for passes away. Because they didn't take care of themselves. And that's, you, you cannot do that. I'm, I'm pounding on the table here. You cannot do that. If you see your parents and one parent is caring for another and you see the caregiving parent begin to decline in some of these areas, you gotta step in. You gotta do something about it. I'm telling you, do not let this happen. 
when you see now that both people are starting to decline, uh, so, something has to give. Something has to give. More help needs to be brought into the home, either professionally or or through family and friend caregivers. You ha- you've got to give the caregiver a break. Uh, you need to move to a senior care community so that you can go back to your traditional role of the loving son or daughter or spouse or or grandchild. Um, you know, this, this is, and let someone else, let professionals take care of the caregiving, uh, uh, part. Uh, this is, uh, this is, this is big time. When the caregiver's health and well-being begin to decline, that should trigger the conversation of considering moving from your home to senior care community. Number three, when the cost of in-home care becomes too expensive. Now, you already know I am a huge, huge fan and proponent of home care services, and they're absolutely fantastic. And we've already heard from multiple sources, included David, uh, including David today, 90% of people want to remain in their home. All right. So you can, you can do that with, with family and friend caregivers, supplement that with, uh, with professional, uh, caregivers from a home care provider such as Home Care Assistance Kansas City, uh, who is, uh, who I refer to here, uh, in the, in the KC metro area. And, uh, but if, if that need raises to the level of 24 hours, it may be a financially driven issue where it just may not be affordable for uh, uh for maybe as long as you need it. So that that might uh trigger that conversation. Then last but not least, when the care that you provide is just not enough and you just can't keep up, you've exhausted all of your options and you're at that at that point, I like to ask the question, why not consider changing your role? You're going to have a role change here. This is a big one. From the caregiver, the hands-on care provider, to the care manager. Okay, what that means is together we can go out, we can find a great place to provide the hands-on care. And then you can transition your role into the care manager. You're, you're, you're watching out over your loved one. You're making sure that the care team knows every single thing they need to know about how to properly care for your loved one. And now you're managing the care. And again, it, it will never be the same, but you can, uh, you can go back to more of the traditional role again of the son or daughter or spouse. In my case, it was the grandson. And, uh, and then make sure you're managing the care staff make sure that your loved one receives uh, everything that they need and make sure that they're doing a good job for them and speak on your loved one's behalf and uh and that's uh that's the final uh, that's the fourth uh, part of when to consider moving from your home to a senior care community i hope that has helped uh, a lot of our listeners today i'm sure it has all right so to everyone listening I'm so honored you spent part of your day tuning into the program. Thank you so very much. I'm your host, Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace. May God bless you and your family on this day and always. I'll see you next week right here on Senior Care Live.
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.